Hi, today is February 19th, 2023. I'm Tadagasa Ora with my good friend, the good Dr. John Westfall, and our equally good friend, Sven Johansen, the man who has everything. Um, I, I should also note, today is an auspicious day. It is Batman's birthday, so happy birthday, Batman. Uh, I haven't done that. Now, when you say that, is then Which uh, <laughs> when he was created, like first published, or is it in-universe his birthday? It's the publication date in 1939. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, 2023 minus 1939. Batman is, hey, Google didn't do it right. Uh, usually Google does a calculator thing, but now it's doing something else. 84 years old. He looks good. Oh, yeah. You know, seriously. Uh, obviously, he keeps in shape, but uh, 84 years old. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, usually if you type in like, uh, you know, four minus one or something in Google search bar, it gives you the answer. But now it, it at least for that particular question, I had to actually type the word minus, 2023 minus the word 1939 to get the calculator, which is weird. But it's more artificially intelligent now, I guess. You know, I was just wondering about that. You know, if they're trying to be smarter and then became dumber. But uh so basically what it's giving me right now, is you type in 2023 minus 1939, the minus sign, you get a bunch of obituaries of people who who were born in 1939 and passed away this year, which is kind of sad. Oh, and way at the way in the middle, there the calculator pops, pops up, unlike before. Um, but yeah, who knew? They have been trying to get smarter and now they're making me sadder because I'm seeing a whole bunch of obituaries, but anyway. Okay. Anyway, uh, so I did want to. The first thing I want to mention, I, I I put up a little blog item last night to solve a problem I had. So you know, Scribble, uh, iPad, uh, Swin's rooting around in something. If you're hearing noise, digging a rabbit hole. <laughs> but, I was looking for something. Yeah, I figured you were. Um, uh, so Scribble in iPad OS has been around for a while, which, you know, basically is it's uh, Apple's handwriting recognition, um, component or subcomponent, but only recently, in fact, I think only last week, Microsoft decided to support it in Microsoft OneNote for iPad OS. And so I thought, well, you know, I've been using OneNote a lot more lately since I've retired. Uh, I used to use it at work because, you know, we're kind of Microsoft centric, but I never used it with an iPad at work. And I had a, and I gave up my Surface Pro 4 years ago because it kept dying. I went through like three or four of them. Motherboard failure, uh, hard drive failure, bloated battery. I mean, it was just a, it was just prone to failure. So I, I switched to a Lenovo ThinkPad. But in any case, so I, I looked at it and said, well, how do I use it? You know, so I went to go check in uh, the iPadOS settings. And yeah, it's been turned on for because I tried it when it first came out a couple of years ago. And there's a tiny little pencil icon in OneNote with the letter A on it, which is, you know, the the general way that that uh, Apple wants you to signify something supports Scribble. But it's so tiny, and I'm aged, <laughs> I couldn't see it at first. Uh, well, mostly by and by seeing it, I didn't apprehend it at first. <laughs> it didn't strike me as oh, there it is, kind of thing. Um, so I put up a little blog item with a with some screenshots so people can more easily those of us who have been around the sun a few more times and the young whippersnappers who designed these little tiny icons uh, can spot it right away 
So at any rate, I won't, uh, I won't even say anything about how I noticed it a couple weeks ago on my own. And just because I don't want you to feel bad that you didn't see it. <laughs> you are much younger. So it makes you're a whippersnapper. <laughs> mm. I guess uh, I have no chance. <laughs> anyway, so I tried it out last night and it works as advertised. Uh, screw, you know, Apple's scribble handwriting recognition within Microsoft OneNote. So if that is, if you prefer to take notes with an Apple Pencil in OneNote on your iPad, there you go. You no longer have to just write in ink. That is not, I think, is it searchable? I can't remember if ink is searchable. But at any rate, it'll convert it to text, which is kind of nice. And Apple did a really nice job on their handwriting recognition. So uh, it works pretty well. It even recognizes my terrible handwriting. Um, Swen, you notice there's a recall? There's a couple of recalls I think I saw this week, but anyhow. It wasn't wasn't Scribble what uh, Microsoft called theirs on on uh, Windows Phone originally or Windows Mobile? What did they? Because I remember Scribberish. I remember I remember them us talking about Scribberish. I don't comes remember. Out. Uh, there was because they were using the only one thing I remember was a third party application. Golly, who took built it? It was uh, one of those companies we kind of liked actually. But let me look. Microsoft. Oh yeah, I. I know what you're talking about. And if I look up, uh, if I open up my uh, my old old archive of registrations, I am absolutely <laughs> sure I have a registration for it at some point. Uh, so let me see if I can pull that up. But yeah, I don't know if it was Scribble, but it was similar. Yeah. Oh, Fatware Calligrapher was a third party one, but yeah. I, I remember. Oh, yeah, what, I remember that. But I don't remember what. Um, I don't remember what if if Microsoft had one. You know, native and, uh, you know, also the tablet PC. Yeah, that's tablet, what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah the tablet PC used, um, I think, Calligrapher 2 or something like it. Licensed, you know. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Then again, you know, yeah. the, the, well, what, you found it? I was just going to say, part of, well, I was going to say, part of the fun of OneNote is scribbling around things that, no one could ever read other than myself, sort of like my own secret code. So I don't, I don't know if I'm down for this sort of thing. <laughs> Graffiti. That's the other third party from Palm uh, that I was trying to think oh, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and that was uh, more of a shorthand type thing. Yes, it was. yes, yes. It was not yeah, really handwriting recognition. There were marks that you make. Yeah, it was right. marks. Right. Specific marks that you make. People got good at it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, but I I know what you mean. Um, mostly because I didn't use a palm enough. I had a palm, or yeah. I think I had a handspring, um, but I didn't use it enough to really be practiced at it. But in any case, um, oh, let's see, I'm getting an update notification. Let's not do that right now. Try tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mac OS update. I thought I updated this Mac, but perhaps not. Um. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Apple Scribble in Microsoft OneNotes. And as I said, I've been using it a lot more lately, uh, mostly because it's multi-platform, unlike you know Apple's uh, Freeform, which I kind of like, but it's just not available outside of the you know Apple ecosystem. So, oh well, too bad. So sad. At any rate, Power Bank. Yeah. So what's, what's going on? Yeah, so I, I, it's, you know, it's... I know it's a you know audio podcast, but it's a fairly good sized one. It's, oh yeah, it's you know, big, bigger than an iPhone. It's a fairly good size, yeah. Um, but I I have two of these things, 
and I got an email about uh, it's an Anchor 535 power bank. It's a 20k power bank. It's got uh, they come in like five colors, which I thought was kind of neat. It was <laughs> easy to tell my wife's from mine. Um, but it's got two USB Cs and one A on it. So actually, pretty. That's pretty hefty. Pretty good thing. The uh, yeah, it's it's not light, but um, well, when what's interesting is I I put the links in there for a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, the Verge article notes that uh, you know there was one one of these things in a suitcase somewhere that was the most probable cause of a fire. Wow. They didn't say it was. It says the most probable cause. Probable cause. And it yeah. sounds like you know that's the only thing I've heard about is one. And if we go by the by one, we wouldn't buy be buying Samsungs or Apples or Belkins or anybody else's anything because right. well, you know one. But it's interesting the way they had it set up. You just go to the website, uh, put in your information, upload a proof of purchase, and I've already got my refund. So I still got the units. I'm kind of conflicted about what to do about them. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so far, there's one <laughs> that they think might have. Right, right. Uh, and it's so hard to get rid of lithium-ion stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, it's, I know. It's probably not as hard in Hawaii because you can't have it there in the first place, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I can't order any Anchor um, battery-powered adding the charges and so forth uh, through Amazon, at least. I, you know, you can get them uh, if you buy it at a retail store that, you know, brings it in under, I guess, special shipping um Conditions. Oh, by the way, my, I did check on this years ago. Why we can't get it in Hawaii and Alaska? It being, you know, lithium-ion things shipped through Amazon, and it it turns out that there's a there's a requirement that uh, the batteries be certified to be charged down um, to about I think less than thirty percent charge before shipping, hmm. and that certification you know takes time and money. So you know Amazon, yeah more interested in time than money, uh, says, well, we just won't ship it to two states with you know, populations less than the size of San Francisco by orders of magnitude. <laughs> so um, so we can't get that stuff here. And then another interesting thing I found that I can't get, and I don't know why, is I wanted to get a little uh, whiteboard. And I don't mean a digital whiteboard. I mean just a regular little whiteboard you know, with uh, that's magnetic, you know, steel, so that I can pop a... Mm -hmm. Uh, dry erase or dry marker on it. I can't get a magnetic whiteboard shipped to Hawaii. I can get a regular whiteboard that's not magnetic, but I can't get a magnetic whiteboard shipped to Hawaii. I don't know why. Maybe they think they might shoot. We might shift the magnetic poles on Earth if they ship too many here. I'm not sure. But uh, you don't want the poles in the middle of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another thing I can't get here. That said, yeah, in fact, I'm you know I'm getting ready as part of my um. Swedish death cleaning decluttering. I'm getting ready to uh, get rid of a bunch of old electronics, you know, pull the hard disks out and stuff before that, of course. Um, and I had to go find a electronic recycling uh, event, right? You can't just go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so there's an event coming up in March. So I'm going to, not too far away from my, my home. So I'm going to pack up all my stuff uh, sometime in early March and get it ready to haul off. Uh, I can't take things with big batteries in it, however. That requires a separate disposal. So, you know, well, by big batteries, I mean lithium-ion or, or NICAD if you still have those, I guess. So, 
that's a whole simple matter. But I think those collection sites are more regular. You know, they're not events. You can there's like certain businesses, uh, like a battery specialist, battery building or Hawaii, that where you can they will help you dispose of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So it's the Anchor Five Three Five Power Bank. Big. Monster yeah. The other thing I noticed in their their article, they said uh, it seems like just the black ones. Yeah. I think it says that in a little in a little. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me pull it up. Yeah, there's a side picture that's got a picture of the model number. Yeah. And it says only the black color variant of the anchor power appears to be effective. However, I don't have black one. I have a green one and a violet one, and they <laughs> refunded both of those. So. Oh, interesting. It, so it's kind of like, and they all have the same model number. So it's... Yeah. 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 So I don't know what to say about that. Might have been just a run where they did the, the painting at, you know, for that particular run and that's my guess yeah, it might might be in the might be the black paint that cut fires yeah, you know so. anything's possible right yeah anchor yeah. has so has had some issues lately you know they had that whole yeah. ufi thing that their camera system that wasn't actually encrypted yeah. even though they said it was and so they've been having some problems. everybody lies about everything so yeah i guess so i've got ufi cameras in the house and i'm not worried about it <laughs> I don't have many places where they would cause any kind of an issue. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, if you've ever decided that you might want to be an exhibitionist, I just <laughs> stop that. You know? It's not a gateway drug to that sort of lifestyle. <laughs> and as I recall, John did teach, I don't know if he still do, but John did teach a course on human sexuality in, at, at his university a while back. So he knows a lot about this. Yeah. I, I might be teaching another one. I probably will be teaching out this summer. I'm actually going to find out uh, tomorrow if uh, that if that will be what I'll be offering in the summer. So yeah, we'll just uh, use that as uh, a possible discussion topic uh, come to one of the yeah, the digital. Yeah, into mind, there's a there's a disclaimer pops up. Uh, if you at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, the digital enablement of uh, interesting behaviors. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. You know, the digital world has enabled a lot of stuff that used to be sort of hidden away from the world. But uh, at any rate, so what's going on with this beta thing? I I kind of yeah, I don't that. I don't actually understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I because John posted exactly the same thing, you know. I yeah, that's what I thought it always was, you know. I I always I'm I just got my uh, sixteen point four um, public beta today, and I know the developer beta has been out for a week or two. Mm-hmm. I always thought the develop beta required you to have a developer account. Yeah, me too. Sure there's some some odd way around that or something that um, maybe Apple's closing the loophole or something. What the heck, you know? So yeah, they seem they made, they made a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what my thought was, and I wonder what the workaround was. I wonder if people realized because I always thought when you downloaded that profile, uh, you know, the profile that you installed to get into the beta channel, I thought that was tied to my devices already because it came through my developer account. But maybe all you needed was that file. <laughs> And if you got that file through some other means, you could help it to the developers. Ah, I see what you're hey, saying. That might be that if I got it from somebody else or something, or, or some, you know, dark web site to get the yeah. You know, 
of iOS. But that would, I don't know, with iOS being the walled garden it is that, you know, once you're in, bad things can happen. I don't think I would have ever trusted a profile that I did not, I mean, I think actually the profiles might be mostly plain text. I'll have to download one of those files at some point and see if it's anything more than just a pointer to something. But uh, I don't know. It, it, whatever it is, trust me, as someone with a developer account, you don't want to be running the first developer <laughs> uh, and they don't That's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess we kind of jumped into this. There was an article now just recently that Apple has limited their developer betas to people who are developers and pay in the developer funds. Uh-huh. And, and that's what the initial was. But, you know, I, John and I thought that's the way it always was. But but uh, as public beta, you can just go out there anytime you want and get the public ones, which you, I found over time are, are very, very stable. You know, there's I've rarely had problems, and, they, and they've had just as many problems, I think, with uh, the release version. You had release versions that had some significant issues, so I don't I don't have any qualms running a public beta on Apple stuff. Windows stuff, that's different. <laughs> but then Windows never comes out of beta, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was there. Uh, the next thing I got down in there. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's um, it's, I I put the link in there, but it's a it's a magnetically mounted little uh, hand grip that can go in the back of on an iPhone. Is it fussy it's, on which iPhone model it it goes in the back of? No, it's not. And 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 the really interesting thing about it is, you know, they 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 kind of stick it on iPhones, but the things come with a little uh, metal disc that you could stick on the back of any phone. And clip that thing on there, hmm. and I thought, hmm, I wonder about that because you put a metal metal disc on something that's got wireless charging on it. Right, is that going to mess that up? And I kind of double stick taped one of those things on a Pixel, yeah, and put my Pixel up on the various things. Yeah, that have no problem at all. No kidding. So I've got the little metal disc on my Pixels as well, and it and it's very easy. It's just a Bluetooth um, from the the shutter button to the to the to the phone so you got to pair them but it's you know it's like pairing any other bluetooth thing it's actually got um it's actually got a battery in it that is uses a uh, magsafe to charge so you can charge wirelessly while you're doing this so it's got a little bit of extra boost for the charge for it hmm. Works pretty nice they've got a couple other things it's got this uh, little reading light sort of thing with a mirror in the center of it so you can see yourself and you can do a couple with it. it. Just clicks onto the grip or the back of the phone if you want, mm-hmm. and you can use it as a kind of a fill light. But it also, mm-hmm. if you stick it on there the right way, you can flip it up, and it's a a light towards you for the selfie camera. So it actually is. It's, it's pretty pretty neat. And if you get the whole kit, it's got this little pod thing tripod. Yeah, it's a tripod with a lollipop on the end of it, and that's magnetic too, I assume. And that is magnetic too. Yeah. So you could actually put the clip on there, clip the tripod onto it, clip the light on it. Yeah. And you've got a tripod stand with a selfie light sitting. Nice. There. So you can use it for for uh, video conferences or just uh, you know TikTok videos if that's your thing. You know. So it's it's a nice little setup and it's not it's not really big, so it doesn't take up a lot of room. 
Yeah, it's and you can, you know, it's all based bucks. on MagSafe, right so you can. Yeah. So it's all so it's all MagSafe, so you can any you can just stick it on the light on there by itself. And I've mm-hmm. actually, I've actually used that trying to take a picture of something that's, you know, small, kind of a macro shot, but yeah, needed a little light, so a little bit of a side light on it. So are you have any or do you have any latency concerns with a Bluetooth shutter button on it, or is it no, doesn't not really. matter? Not yeah. really. I don't. You know, it's not all that, uh, and they come with a they come with a pretty nice little case, you know, for just the light and the the thing. It just pops right yeah. in there. And that is nice. You can usually throw that in something. That's nice. It's a nice little unit, and they have a big one. Yeah, I've seen this thing advertised on Facebook and like yes. things that I've seen. I thought, I wonder if that's any good or not, and it yeah. brings to it a wider discussion. Yes. Uh, the idea we see these things so often that are really media blips at us in a sense as tech people, and you really don't know until someone bites. Uh, yeah, why we have until someone yeah, bites, and we can find out from a real person if it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, it really works. We should know Swain is a real person. I did find. Yeah, I, most of the time we swear, huh? <laughs> yeah, that. But it is. I actually did see this on Facebook, and I said, "Oh, that really does look interesting." And rather than uh, use the links on Facebook, I went. I went to the site. I typed yeah. in the site to make sure it would actually go somewhere. And I read about it a little bit, and I uh, actually got their bigger one, which actually has a clamp rather than MagSafe on it. And I think my wife's going to use that for Girl Scout stuff because it really has a is a bit heftier. It's got a good grip on it. And the clamp on the sides of the phone, whichever phone you're using, really holds that phone in solidly. The MagSafe, I'm a little bit leery at it. I wouldn't go running around with it. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, for stuff, you know, if you push on it the wrong way, you've got to pop that MagSafe off. If you're, you know, leaning over the alligator pit doing that, uh, you'll drop your phone and they'll eat it. But, uh, but other than that, it's a, it's a nice little, Nice unit. Comes in a couple of different colors, which a lot of people enjoy. So so it's a good setup. It's a you know, very compact little little setup that adds quite a bit. If you you know, if you want to take photos, I will say, you know, you're a photographer. All these things say, Hey, buy one of these and you become a photographer. Now I take snapshots, but it makes your snapshots a little bit easier to Yeah. It, it and it makes your iPhone look like a old school camera with a little, little battery bit, yeah. hump and which is actually a battery if yeah. you're, what you're saying so it is yeah so it does uh yeah. have a little bit of a extra battery All right uh, from a for from an ergonomics point of view people who grew up with you know regular cameras uh, it really makes sense i think if you're going to like shoot a lot of photos and you don't want to be holding your camera up and tapping the screen uh like we all do I guess there are other ways. I guess yeah, the on-off button and things like that too. But yeah, some of them do that too. Yeah, the I'll, um, I always forget that works. I can't. You know, I know people can't see it, but you can. You can certainly stick it on the phone sideways, like oh, for portrait modes. Yeah, yeah, portrait portrait mode, and you still have got that nice good grip on it, and you've got right. the shutter button on it. Right. So it have, it's really you, know, you can. Does it have a place for like a a, a wrist wristband? So. Um, this one, this one does not. Their bigger one does. The bigger one does. There's a bigger one. Yeah, the one you're saying your wife is getting. Let me see. Well, I've already got it. It's it's behind me. But uh, let me see what I put it. Uh, This one's the snap grip, Uh and uh, the other one 
Let me see what's it called. ProGrip. ProGrip, yeah. ProGrip. Yeah. I'm looking at their website. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh the ProGrip's a little bit a little heftier. Uses a clamp rather than the MagSafe, but it also does charging. Hmm. Oh, and you can get it from an Apple store. Yes. Well, well I, 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 I forgot about that, but uh, that's probably one of the primary reasons I went ahead and said, hey, these things are probably okay, even though I yeah. saw them on <laughs> Facebook. Um, <laughs> <You> hey, <laughs> Apple sells these from their store. Right. It can't be that bad. Yeah, they do. They are actually pretty stringent, as I recall, and what actually gets sold through their yeah their retail outlets. Oh, there's like shift snap. Wait, what is this? Pro lens. Yeah, they have a bunch of stuff. Wow. Have a, they they do make a bunch of accessories. Yeah, there's a 60 millimeter telephoto and a macro. I'm not all in one. It's you know, they're all separate. Yeah. But interesting. Very interesting. What's Pro LED? Is that the... Oh, it's like the ring light, except bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And the the bigger the Pro Grip has uh, a hot... Sh uh, I would call it a hot shoe, but it's not hot. And it's got the uh, the mount on there for you could put a, you know, put a light on it. Like that one that they sell or you can buy them all over the place. And you really don't need a flash because the Apple's night... Night shots are actually pretty decent. Or actually, they're very decent. Yeah. And yeah. they can do things that you can't do with a flash anyway, like you know, shoot more than 10 feet yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I find the ring light's kind of nice because it actually lights up what you're looking at Yeah, before before it takes the shots. Right, it right. Light up a little That's better, a good point. Especially on macro stuff. Yeah. Like for old people, when you're trying to take a picture of your, your charger, so you can see, you know, because the writing on the back of... You know, any of these chargers, you're trying to read that thing. And if you've got kind of a dark gray writing on a black charger oh, boy. Or yeah, you can't read it, see Speak, what speaking of it is. older eyes, you know, one of the things I I, I just picked up the latest edition of um, Overstreet Comic Book Price Guide because one of the things I need to do as part of my Swedish death cleaning is to offload my comic book collection, either sell those that are sellable saleable or give them away to the rest and i forgot how tiny the print is <laughs> that price guide the last one i bought i should note was the uh, i think it was 1999 or 98 edition which is edition number 29 the current edition is 52 so it's been a while since i actually bought and looked at one and when i opened it oh my goodness i forgot how small the type is in this so uh good thing that iphones can magnify these Take a look. I also have a regular magnifying glass or Fresnel lens or something. Like that. Heck, I've got to the point I'm wearing magnifiers. So. Are you? So <laughs> <laughs> reading glasses, they're magnifiers. That's, what they're... That's true. Yeah. I've got computer glasses, but they are not magnifying. They're just, you know, for that tuned for that distance between me and the screen. Alrighty, shiftcam.com. I'll put a link in our show notes or in the blog for that. And, uh, Okay, so you've got yeah. something new in your home. Well, you always have something new I in your do. home, but... <laughs> yeah, I do. But, but you have a new connection so, anything. So I, I had been... Uh, for whatever reason, I still had a um, a regular home phone or landline mm -hmm. with uh, um, with CenturyLink. And CenturyLink was also providing my my internet. Okay. And we have DSL here. That's... that's the, that was your internet? From those... Yeah, interesting. It was DSL it was like six, uh, 60, 60 meg. 
Um, so uh, we can we can get uh, Xfinity and we can get uh, satellite stuff, but I can't stand the Xfinity Comcast. And uh, so I went to you know I went to CenturyLink for a long time, and over time you know we we have sat around saying hey we need a land we're old you know I just yeah. I just turned seventy, yeah. um, so I I come close to well I do remember when there was one phone in the house it was in the kitchen on the wall, yeah. Um, record on it, you know, you can only get 10 feet, 10 feet away. That was it. But, uh, I always felt like I needed a landline because, oh my God, what if the power goes out? You know, the landline still works. This is true. Never thinking, stopping to think that, you know, the cell phone still works too. Not exactly true, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it depends on where the power is, you know? Yeah. But if it's my house's power, the cell phone works fine. <laughs> so... But we've had this uh, this phone number for thirty some years. It's the phone number we've given out to everybody for thirty years. Yeah. So we didn't want to get rid of the phone number. Right. So I said, "Well, how do we get around that?" And at one point in time, we actually got an AT and T plan with that phone number. We ported it over to that, yeah. and had that one cell phone was that number. Right. And I even had a little box. Yeah, I would even have a little box that you could Bluetooth into it and plug that box into the the home network, and you could, you know, pick up phones and extension phones, and that was okay, but it was kind of clunky. So finally, we, uh, my son and daughter-in-law, uh, said, "Hey, we got this Uma thing because mm. they're cell phone people, but she needed a fax line for her job. So yes, she needed a fax line for her job. <laughs> so." So she got this Uma thing, and she says it works great. It's you know, it just goes over the internet. You plug it in, you plug your fax into it, and you get a phone. Huh. And I said, "Huh? But what does that cost?" She says, "Hardly anything." And the actual reality is, it costs the taxes and fees that are normal in your area. So huh. for an, buy the Uma box. Yeah. It, I'll do an interesting thing after that. After this, uh, you buy the Uma box, and you get a. Uh, get a number of it. You can port your other number to it. And for the taxes and fees, which around here are like eight bucks, mm-hmm. you have a phone line. Hmm. That's and it, it works with it, the analog fax somehow. Yes, yeah, so it works with an analog fax. Uh, works with my home, you know, wireless remote right, phone right, system. Right. That's right. So that worked great. So we ported our home number to this UMA thing. So I don't didn't really need CenturyLink for my home phone anymore so i said well how do i get away from paying them for the internet too and, and i i have a t-mobile uh, pixel that's what i have my pixel on and i always and the internet on it that wasn't great where i normally sit but i brought it upstairs where i'm sitting right now and i was getting 300 meg downloads and 20 meg uploads on my pixel that's pretty here. Impressive. So I said, well, I wonder, I wonder if the T-Mobile 5G would work. So I went over to T-Mobile. They looked me up. They said, yeah, it should work in your in our area here. We'll give you one, you know, and it doesn't really cost anything to have it. We'll give you one. Um, try it out for two weeks and see how it goes. Hmm. And I've been getting pretty consistent, uh, 100 meg down and 20 meg up with this little box sitting behind me. Uh so I canceled uh, CenturyLink in the last probably three weeks, three and a half weeks. Yeah. I've been running T-Mobile 5G internet, and my Uma phone is connected to that, so my house phone is now 
over T-Mobile kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I it works pretty well. Yeah, the one thing I would say for a continuity planning, and it's been a long time since I worked for a phone company, but when I worked for a phone company, the landline phone companies have a pretty decent um, plan for business continuity in the case of a you know lengthy power outage where they'll roll out uh, fuel trucks to all the central offices and keep powering it up. And the reason your your landline phone works, and even a simple dumb phone, or not even, especially the simple dumb phones. Only the simple dumb phones. Only the simple dumb Actually, I have a powered one that actually still rang during power outages. but that, And that was because okay. that, 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 it was Panasonic, I think. The, the designer of that phone was smart enough to draw power from the line. And the telephone okay. company does send a voltage through the line, very low voltage, enough yeah. to do a ring. And so your phone will ring and your voice will go through. Your on the other hand, cell phones in my the area. Ring at least, isn't low voltage. Um, the power ring the phone is the ring is ninety the, volts, twenty hertz. The, but the <laughs> ring, but the ring works. I mean, I've had yes. calls ring in a power outage. Yeah, and you don't uh, want to be you don't want to be touching that to your lips. When no, you no, no, don't do the dumping. It reminds me of another story. But anyway, but at any rate, um, uh, uh, the cell phones on their hand, and this is. I'd never worked for a cell phone company, but from personal experience, and at one point I had T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I had Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon. I didn't have AT&T at the time. And um, we had a like a power outage that lasted a couple, like two days, I think. And all all of the cell towers died at exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah. 24 hours after the power outage. Because they didn't roll diesel fuel, or they didn't—they didn't maybe didn't even have a generator, and they're only on battery, and they all literally died like within a minute apart. Um, so uh, my landline still worked, and I could still make a call. I could still get a call, but uh, like you, I am thinking of uh, dumping my landline also after all these years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other story was uh, not putting things to your, you know, to your mouth. Oh, and and oh, just, go ahead. Just a thing. After I. I got the UMA phone first because I thought, well, yeah. I'll, I'll see how that works. Right. And then I got the T-Mobile uh, 5G after that to see how that was going to work. And when I looked up the T-Mobile 5G home internet, they have a thing where you can get, uh, they were giving you the UMA uh, little hub box for free. Yeah. So if if you were thinking of going, you know, that kind of thing, getting rid of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you could get an UMA um, hub with T-Mobile 5G, uh, zero cost to start it out with. That's pretty- and the um, the 5G home internet is, oh, the 5G home internet is 50 bucks. Yeah. But if you've got a T-Mobile um, Magenta Plus, they drop 20 bucks off of that. Uh-huh. So your internet's 30 bucks. So if you're a T-Mobile phone subscriber. Right. You get a little break. You probably get a, get a little break on that. Yeah, I don't because I don't have their higher end uh, mobile phone plan. Up. Right. I, it, so, a c- couple of so, things. Um, I don't think I have five G anything in my neck of the woods, because you know we are out in the. I mean, we're literally not out in the boondocks, but it seems like it sometimes because I can't get fiber, I can't get five G, I can barely get LTE, um, which is why I'm often you get on, for living in paradise. You know, I often. I'm thank goodness I have Wi-Fi. You know, pretty I have decent internet connection. Um, so you know, a lot of times I'm doing Wi-Fi calling because you know AT and T just doesn't reach inside of my tiny little home. If I walk 25 feet south of my home, I get a pretty good signal. 
inside, not so much. In fact, let me look at what it is right now. Eh, it's two bars. It's not too bad. Uh, it used to be no bars or one bar uh, not that long ago. Uh, the other thing is, you know, T-Mobile recently had a security breach. Um, and although I am not a yes. T-Mobile subscriber, I am a Google Fi subscriber, which, you know, T-Mobile is one of the, and yep. they're an MVNO and, and T-Mobile is one of the providers of their service. And I did get a little message from Google saying, hey, you know, T-Mobile, or they didn't say T-Mobile, is it? One of our carriers was compromised, but, you know, we didn't know confidential information is released, just blah, blah, blah. So, there's that. Okay. Finally, not putting things, thing, you know, not putting wires on your tongue, which is a bad idea, generally speaking. <laughs> As a kid in Alaska, they used to tell us, I don't know why, well, maybe if they would have been better if they didn't tell us, they used to tell us, hey, you know, in a winter when it's like minus 40 or 50, don't put your tongue, well, actually, anything below freezing, don't put your, putting your tongue on anything metal like a flagpole. And, of course, there's always one kid that's going to do it just because, you know, they told him not to. And the old tongueless Timmy, yep, he he uh, he licked the he licked the flagpole one day, and it was it was kind of fun watching the base uh, fire department folks, firefighters come out and you know go get his tongue off the flagpole. But anyway, don't go don't go putting things to your tongue that shouldn't be shouldn't be there. That's our that's our public safety announcement for public services announcement for this week. You have another public service announcement. Yeah, well, you know it's it's very near and dear to my heart. I'm sitting here with a. Starbucks well, was hand delivered by my wife, but uh, <laughs> Starbucks Starbucks just changed their rewards programming again. again. Um, yeah, well, it's been a while since they have, but they did it again. Yeah. It's now costing you more stars to get stuff. So, just uh, thought I'd post that. Let, yeah, let people commiserate with the misery here. I used to be a regular patron of Starbucks, and and you know, I after I had to cut down on my caffeine and sugar, mostly sugar. Um, and I know they have options, but they're hard to order and it probably drives baristas nuts to make them. So, you know, why upset people when I don't need to? Um, but yeah, I remember they changed it a while back. I was real disappointed. Uh, we needed more stars to get, you know, your rewards. What was, what's, do you know what the increase is? I mean, you posted it here, but do you know what it was? And posted, yeah. What it is why? now? Or just... No, no. Uh, uh, how much was it before and how it's, much is it now? Well, I've got both of them posted there. Oh, you do? I see it. I see it now. I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, it's, uh, most of them went up about 50 stars. Yeah. Yeah. The high and low end is the same. And it's the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my, uh, uh, you know, bakery items, my scones and stuff went up 50 stars and yeah. drinks went up 50 stars and sandwiches and stuff went up a hundred, which I thought that was. Honest. That's quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a bit actually. And they had in another category. 91 miles. For you. <laughs> this is my nearest Starbucks. Real Starbucks. And your wife's not going to deliver like Swen. The entire time that I would hear the rewards program. Actually, the rewards program got better because I didn't have to maintain gold. Remember, you used to have to. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I actually bought a bunch of star codes off of eBay one time just so I could maintain gold throughout the year when I'm not near a Starbucks. Uh, so that's the, the good change in the last 10 years. But anymore, it is very rare that I get to redeem any more than maybe 25 or 50 stars at a time because I never have enough anymore because I only in a Starbucks once or twice a year to yeah. actually, and so they expire before I can use them. So Yeah. I was yeah. just sad. 
There's a new category called handcrafted drink that uh, they used, I think. Was that a new? No, no, it's no, the same. No, no, it's the same. That's the same, that's the same yeah. as the 150. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they just they just break it down a little bit more. Oh, they, okay. they did push uh, some iced coffees and teas to a little bit lower. They used to be 150. Now they're 100. So there's yeah, there's there's a couple of things in there that they actually lowered, the, which they say is actually some of their most uh, most ordered stuff these days. It was like sixty percent of the drinks they sell. I I read somewhere when they were doing all this were not coffee drinks. Well, really, what were they? Like yeah. teas and refreshers and things. No like kidding. That. I would not have yeah, guessed that. So I wouldn't have expected that either. But then, so. But uh, yeah, not not proud of it. But I actually got a Christmas card from my local Starbucks zone. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty close. Meanwhile, I was at I our local grocery store, and they were clearing out a ton of Starbucks coffee Friday. So I ended up picking up two bags of whole bean coffee for four dollars and seventy cents each. So I was at least I got some of that. So I might not have a Starbucks near me, but I have Starbucks at home. I, I should have to beat Sumatra blend, which is my least favorite blend they have, but it's still decent enough. While we're in the public service announcement mode, I just read uh, like yesterday, I think, that if you buy Starbucks Frappuccinos in bottles from your local store, they are being recalled. So, yeah. Uh, so, public service announcement uh, more than 300,000 Starbucks vanilla Frappuccino drinks recalled. So, specifically, the vanilla Frappuccino drinks uh, looks like they're in bottles versus. I guess they don't come in cans. Uh, so if you got those, go check the news. See if you need to turn them in and maybe get a refund. Um, I was going to say, you know, as part of my uh, my decluttering, I've been cleaning up crap I should have cleaned up many, 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 many years ago. And I found, I found a Starbucks paper flyer from probably 20, gosh, when was it? 2010 or something, explaining how their in-store Wi-Fi works. Because it was so new, there was a whole flyer on you know how to connect and who to ask for help if you have technical issues, and it was actually a pretty good flyer. Um, yeah. It's it's sort of amazing how far we've come in not that many years, yeah, really. I, I haven't looked lately because I I rarely go in. I I you know ordering stuff we do particularly we generally use the app. It, we yeah. find it way simpler. Just do it in the app. We're so close. Yeah. I can sit in my living room, place the order, and drive over there and. It'll be ready for me in a window. Yeah. Uh, John can't do that. But, He'd have to like. Yeah, yeah. no. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. Weak. Can you have it ready in two days? I'll be there. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I remember they, uh, for a while there, they were, you know, they were having a lot of places where they had uh, wireless chargers in some of the tables yeah. and stuff there too. I, I don't know if they still have that. Yeah. I haven't been in a Starbucks in a while. Actually, I did go in one a while back when I needed to get a safety check or something and you know i just kind of sat in the starbucks while i waited but um one of the things oh the one of the other things i i got speaking of mobile orders is around 2014 2015 is when i think mobile orders started or somewhere in that time. and we didn't have it in hawaii and so i went to a conference in san diego and the hotel i was in like a hyatt or something had a had a starbucks in it where you could mobile order and so this was, you know, this is the first time I could mobile order, so I gave it a, a try, and it worked great. And it was, uh, it's hard to imagine. It's less than 10 years ago. You know, mobile order seems like something that's been there forever. Yeah. But, uh, and, you know, how would people have gotten through the pandemic without Starbucks mobile orders? Or anybody else's. 
Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So many things changed. Yeah. And I know, John, you haven't been to Starbucks lately. Neither have I, for that matter, even though I'm near them. But when you go past them, Sven, do you notice if there's a lot of people in them now? Or it used to be like super crowded, like you couldn't get a table and, you know, sit down at friends or anything. I don't get to them very much during the day. But yeah. when I do have that opportunity, they do seem to be fairly full oh, really? during the day. Yeah, I, I, I usually hit them. If I hit them in the morning, yeah. I usually hit them in the morning, in the, about 6 o'clock in the morning, and there's yeah. nobody, nobody there. there. And then probably 5 o'clock at night. But, uh, yeah, if I hit one in the middle of the day and I drive by, you know, there's there's people sitting in there with their Macs. Yeah. Doing something. It's doing always something. a Mac. Group, yeah, groups of people, groups of people chatting at the... The time I do not recommend going is right after whatever the local youth team uh, practice was. Because that seems to be every time I do show up at one, and it's about 20 preteens or teens that have all ordered wildly elaborate drinks that are going to take at least five minutes each. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, and all I'm waiting for is the iced coffee or, you know, a brewed coffee. So I would recommend not finding those groups. If at all possible. Yeah, I hear you. Back when I was a full-time blogger, that brief but wonderful period when I was a full-time paid blogger, in mid-afternoons, I used to stop by a Starbucks before I go pick up my daughter from her, you know, after-school activity, which is in some sports practice or something. And inevitably, I'd stop by my local Starbucks, and all the high school kids were there in Starbucks, um, you know, taking up a lot of tables, which is, you know, fine. They were paying customers, but it was just a lot of them. And uh, so there's nowhere for me to sit down and just, you know, hang around until it's time to pick up my daughter from school. But, uh, but yes, I, I do understand what John is saying. Um, it is, it's quite a thing. I don't know if it's true. I, the other thing I wondered back then was, you know, I was, uh, I did not come from a wealthy family. You know, we never suffered, but I don't think I could have, I, I, I don't think I could have asked my mom and dad with a straight face for five bucks a day for a, for a coffee after school. Yeah, I just, you know, it. That strikes me as strange. I don't see that many kids in here, uh, for whatever reason. I don't think I. Yeah. I did. I guess uh, the other day I walked into one uh, coming home because there was like six cars in the line. I'd already ordered mine, so I parked and walked in, got picked it up off the counter. Yeah. But uh, there was a table of about six young people, and you know, I'm I just turned seventy, so young people is relative. John's young um, people. Yeah, John's <laughs> young. So, um, yeah, but they, I. I would guess they were, you know, maybe uh, junior, senior, high school, probably. Yeah. Um, but they're in the out, it was out in an area where there's not a heck of a lot else for them to do. Yeah, you know, if they got to go somewhere, that's that's a place they could have gone to the McDonald's or in the or the Arby's. <laughs> but uh, there's a little uh, intersection where, kind of, in between towns where I live, that uh, is starting to build up. But the first thing they hit there was Starbucks, and I don't understand why they decided to pick one there. But, but they did, and it's really convenient for me. It's on my way home. So, yeah, yeah. John, John has an interesting situation where he has no Starbucks and no Apple Store, if I recall correctly. Yes. Yeah. And no targets, and uh, <laughs> a lot of things I don't have. I have a Kroger and a Walmart and a lot of Dollar Generals. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, but do you have still a dollar? <laughs> no. Yes, they're a dollar and a quarter generally. So. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's more than that. Dollar General is the one that's basically a convenience store nowadays. You know, it's funny in Hawaii, we have most of the, you know, the national chains, but there are a few that just are really in weird places like, uh, and I know they're not, they're financially troubled, but Krispy Kreme only has one location in Hawaii. It's not an island I live on. (laughs) And I think- So to to get- to get a Krispy Kreme, you got to take a boat. Right? You got to, well, or fly. You know, actually, we don't have a boat anymore, but uh, we used to have a hydrofoil, but uh, ferry. But uh, yeah, you got to take a plane. It's a 20 minute plane ride, but you know, you got to wait in the airport for two hours. So it's nearly not worth it for Krispy Kreme. Also, the sugar thing for me is a problem. But, uh, and we also, I think we just got a Chick fil A. So that was real exciting for people. Um, I think we only have one right now. And there's something else. There's maybe a Sonic? I'm not sure. There's a couple of things here that are pretty, you know, like commonplace in the mainland U.S. and not anywhere here, or at least not anywhere here, you know, near me. And I live in the, on the most populated island in the state, so it's sort of interesting. There's something else that's opening up on Maui, too, that I found maybe it's just easier to find leasable land there than it is in Hawaii. But I, I just... any rate, Swen, thank you again for your time and... Having more gadgets and services to talk. I did. Oh, I did have one question about your Uma. So, yeah. does Uma let you do caller ID blocking for blocking spam, or does it have automatic spam recognition? Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. I haven't gone through all the strange stuff. I think they're having a little bit of a problem right now because they've got uh, um, my my dashboard on on the web where you set up stuff it isn't yeah. showing me all the things that I should. But yeah, so I'll have to check with them tomorrow or something and see what's going on. But yeah. they do have um, they do have blocking lists, um, and they do have uh, one thing they do have that's kind of interesting is uh, since it's all virtual, you could have uh, multiple numbers, hmm. and you can set up if you've got different handsets. I've got I've got a kind of a big desk handset, and then I've got ones that are much like the little uh, wireless phones that a lot of people have around yeah. Panasonic or or stuff. But you can have you can set a number toward towards a phone. A particular instrument, hmm. <laughs> so you can have a number that rings just in your kids' room, or oh. just in your office, or something yeah. like that. So it has a a lot of features like that. So that's kind of neat. Still trying to figure it all out, but it's uh, it's pretty nice. I and I assume they're carrier agnostic, right? They don't really yeah or yeah yeah they don't you know they're I don't know what they use yeah. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking at website nine. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's good. They've uh, gotten a lot of features. I, I will say that uh, you can get a basic home phone form, but for just the taxes and fees, if you want some premium services like caller ID, um, they charge you another ten dollars. Ah, oh really? Oh, so that's yeah, interesting. I, you know, so if you if you just need a phone, you know, it it's dirt cheap. Right. If you want to keep your phone number, basically, yeah. No, you can you can port the phone number uh, yeah. without that. But, no, no. I mean, but uh, you just want another. You don't want it like. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't want to buy another landline phone number. And, yeah. On something that really doesn't cost, cost much. too much. Yeah. Then uh, it works out pretty good. So I've I've got the their premium plan, which is they only have two basic and premium. Uh, it's an extra ten dollars a month, but. Uh, uh, there's a lot of a lot of features in that premium stuff, and uh, it's all virtual, so huh. I don't mind paying for virtual features. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I wouldn't like 
I wouldn't like paying for security on uh, Twitter, but you know, yeah, but that's, yeah. Uh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, so I see it's yeah, phone service is zero dollars a month, and you plus taxes and fees, plus taxes, <laughs> and it's eighty bucks to buy the the hardware itself from Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, what's Umatello? T E L O. Uh, is that the color ID and stuff? That's no, that's that's the actual box, I think. Ah, uh, uh, the actual box is a, an Umatello. Oh, I see it. I see. Tell the end. Why? Why? And just buy. Got it. Yeah, and they've got some other little features where you you've got a kind of a remote box that you can buy that you can hook a regular landline phone to, so it's kind of a remote jack for your house if you want to do it that way, yeah. or you can buy multiple handsets. The, the the biggest drawback I think to you know if you're just going purely Uma is. Uh, I think they only support four handsets to the box. No, that's plenty. But to me, but yeah. I, but you can also plug in your Panasonic or, or uh, whatever my other one is. What is yeah, this thing? yeah. The, thanks for reminding me about that because I remember I remember reading them a long time ago, but I hadn't thought of it. You know, as I said, I want to get rid of my phones, my home phone system, because basically I pay fifty something bucks a month for it for a landline. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the only thing I really use it for is to, uh, you know, screen spam calls. Um, I hardly get any real phone yeah, calls so, on it. So yeah, so their, you know, their basic plan without stuff on it is probably fine. Yeah, yeah. You can look in your phone bill right now and look at what the taxes and fees are, and that's what they're going to charge. Right, right. And then the other thing, yeah, the the the, the thing the reason why I didn't do it right away to save fifty bucks a month is, I think I still have some services. Uh, attached to it, like you know, if I get need to get a um, a call to verify an account or something, it's still set to my landline. And I haven't figured out which one's mm-hmm. which yet. But if I just yeah. do number portability, if I just port the number to a cheaper service, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I will I will tell you that um, they don't they don't port for free. Yeah, um, they do, they do charge you for that. However, um, they have sales and stuff, and I got a sale where uh, I bought a years years worth of premium at a mm-hmm. discount and they threw in a port hmm. for uh, for that price so i basically got it ported for free well if it's so less do the premium for a year anyway so. yeah if it's less than six hundred dollars uh for to port and i'm, I'm sure it is because uh, yes, that's how much is, that's how much i would save by not bucks. yeah by getting rid of my landline you know <laughs> if it's 30 yeah, bucks even if you port. even if you did even if you did the premium it, yeah it was a uh, hundred dollars for the year so yeah yeah, so I I might do that. That's uh, th- thank you, Sweat. I'm glad it actually glad I mentioned it. Yeah, it actually actually works pretty good. All right. Yeah, I'll see if it works with my uh, cable modem because, as I said, our wireless um, data where I live is not very good. Um, it's okay, you know. I can make calls when I'm standing outside, but in my house, not so much. All right. Yeah, it, uh, and like I said, I plug I plug my VTech. I've got nine phones around on the house. There's one in every you know. Little, Remote phones on a right. VTech system. I just plug that in the back of the Uma and it yeah. works just like it did before. Yeah, before I sign off and, and thank Swen and everything, I just want to note last week when we had Don Sorsonelli on, um, John and I and Don recorded a podcast. And I decided to throw it into Adobe's podcast, uh, podcast enhancing system that gets rid of some background noise and um, allegedly enhances your voice. I think it made our voices sound higher. <laughs> But otherwise, I thought it actually did a pretty good job. And I've tried it a couple of times. I wasn't impressed the first couple of tests. But the uh, last test, except for what I saw as a tip pitch change, um, I thought it was pretty good. 
So, anyway, I might try it again with this one too. Anyway, Sven Johansen, thank you as usual. Good Dr. John Westfall. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time.